Good afternoon. You're listening to Radio Boise, KRBX 89.9 FM, Caldwell Boise. This is The Big Tent. I'm your host, Jackie Kettler. I'm here with my co-host, Charlie Hunt. Charlie, how's the first week gone? Uh, not too bad so far. I've I've survived. I'm finding some cool new stuff to do in Boise and learning about the area and uh, particularly excited for our show today so I can learn a little bit more. Yeah, because it's an especially. Oh my gosh, I'm starting off strong here. It's a special <laughs> crossover episode of the Big Tent with the Latino card. So we have joining us their hosts, JJ Saldana and Rebecca De Leon. Hopefully, I said we're those so okay. glad to be here. We're <laughs> yeah. excited to be here. This is a great crossover event. Yeah, we are really, really excited today. Yeah, that's great. And so hopefully, our listeners are familiar with the Latino card, which is an excellent podcast. But if not, um, what is the Latino card? Well, um, it's a podcast featuring me, Rebecca De Leon, and him, JJ Saldana, and uh, it's this, it's a podcast that has, I think, a couple of purposes. Um, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to kind of bridge the gap, the cultural gap between the Latino community in the Treasure Valley specifically and the non-Latino community. So uh, we we wanted to talk about the kinds of issues that really the Latino community here cares about, but we also want to talk about all of the issues and just bring that Latino perspective because that's often what's kind of missing out there. But we also wanted to um, speak to our own community, the Latino community, and uh, bridge that gap to make sure that they're getting the news that is relevant to them in a way that they might um, be able to digest it. And we also wanted to lift uh, Latino voices in the community. So take, we've had a lot of amazing guests on and a lot of Latino leaders in the area and they bring their expertise and we've explored a lot of different topics. We had um, people from like Leo Morales from the ACLU come Judge in. Judge Gutierrez. Judge Gutierrez, the retired Judge Gutierrez. Um, he was the only Hispanic judge in the state of Idaho. The only Latino judge. Yes. And so he, now we don't a, have he one. was just amazing because he was a real groundbreaker in a lot of ways and so it was for us it was just a huge honor to have him on there yeah and we've really been honored by a lot of um, the leaders who have come on our podcast and it's really nice to be able to lift those voices um, because you don't see that a lot in in a lot of uh, other shows or organizations or even news and there's also a lot of times when news hits that affects our community and we we saw that the media just didn't know how to handle it right and so that's one of the reasons we also started talking we're like we need to have a voice we need to have somebody that can explain to them this is why this is wrong or this is what's going on I mean the Latino population is pretty significant in right. Idaho correct yeah that's right it says that according to census we're about 13 percent but we believe that we're undercounted I think we're more about 15 16 percent Right. And we believe we're undercounted a lot of times because um, Latinos are afraid to fill out the census. And of course, we're also overrepresented in a lot of areas. There's a huge representation, especially in Canyon County um, and just the Treasure Valley in general. We're a very young population. So if you look at the Mm -hmm. Hispanic population here in Idaho, um, the majority is 19 years and younger. So the schools are seeing the the population growth more than the overall general population. So in about five, 10 years, um, it's going to be a lot different the way everything's going, the way people vote and whatnot. Well, and I think like that goal of, you know, being a, you know, not only telling stories from the community, but also being able to communicate with them when stories are overlooked is really important. And you mentioned the census. We have a census coming up soon, which, as you noted, like counting in that is really important. And we've had a show dedicated specifically to the census as to why people should fill out that information. And we've had two. Sorry. Um, you know why and why people were afraid because you know I don't know if you guys heard with that question that was um, being proposed how that hurt a lot of the census stuff yeah 
You should definitely check it out. Yeah, I mean, that's been a a very hot issue at the national level for sure. Uh, You know, adding this question, the idea that, you know, it might uh, scare folks away from answering these really important questions. And they are really important because they matter for a huge variety of reasons. So it's really great that you were able to cover that in a really really accessible way. Yeah, well, we um, thankfully, JJ and I have... Um, been able to do a lot of work with Latinos and in the Latino community either through our work or volunteering for many many years and so we have been fortunate enough to have a lot of connections with people people will tell us how they're feeling about things um, you know and we certainly never label ourselves kind of like the arbiter of the community you know we're, we're two people and our, our community is not monolithic it's very diverse even within itself and it so uh, yeah so that's part of the reason why we have so many guests um, but we definitely feel very connected with our community community and uh, we don't speak for them but we want to help lift up their voices but um, we, have, a, we have opinions piece. yeah <laughs> yeah we're very opinionated but our main oh, piece yes. is lifting our Latino community's voice and it's such an important you know important goal additionally being able to be a trustworthy source that can help share information as well thank you you know i i when i was looking into the big tent i looked on soundcloud and that's where y'all have all <laughs> like the recordings going <laughs> until forever ago um and i really liked also the way that you approached um a lot of different topics like white fragility, um, toxic masculinity, all of these kinds of topics are very heavy topics. And I really liked the way that you explored it um, respectfully. Exactly. But it, they're, they're um, topics that affect us as well. And so um, I think kind of with our podcast, we wanted to provide our perspective on a lot of the same kinds of issues because uh, a lot of the times you're you know we're all being told the same message but the way we receive it is very different depending on like who we are and where what kind of walk of life we have um you know so if a president elect or a candidate says all mexicans are rapists and um you know they're invading our country the way you receive that as a non-mexican is different than the way you see that receive that as a mexican and so um you know, I think it's important to have the multiple perspectives, and that's what we hope to bring with our podcast. And there are huge issues, too, of intersectionality, right? The way certain issues yes. and narratives from the national level can affect, say, Latino men versus Latino women mm-hmm. uh, right. and, and all these different types of intersections. Uh, I think, I think gratefully, we're, we're having that conversation more about these issues. And so that's that's part of why I, I think your podcast is so great. Yeah, absolutely. That well. And that goes back to to the diversity also within the Latino community. There are um, gay Latinos, but there's a lot of homophobia in the community. And it, you know, but I think it, it plays out a little bit differently because of the cultural differences. You know, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, how, you know, what's acceptable to, to act in a certain way and what's not acceptable, it's a little bit different. So even that lens and all of the intersectionalities with all the different parts of our identities really play into that. And so that's, I mean, just we have so many guests lined up, even from here, we're booked for another two months, I believe, with guests who who bring those different perspectives. Yeah, we've in. been very fortunate. We have a trester, um, treasure chest full of guests already um, lined up. So we're pretty lucky that we have people willing to come on our show. Yeah, because, I mean, a great guest can really, you know, make things engaging. But it also kind of speaks to voices that have been overlooked when there's right. so many to pull in, to to draw on, to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we, like I said, we've just been very fortunate. Um, and 
Rebecca and I have known each other for years, so when the opportunity came to create a show together, we both, I think, just jumped at the chance. We're like, okay, let's do this. And very um, arrogantly, we were like, we're smart, we're cool, but people all listen to us. We're entertaining. <laughs> we can and totally so, do that. Yeah, so, it was, so it's... So far, the partnership has been great. Yeah, you know, and, and so the origins of, of our podcast are JJ and I were just really good friends. We would go out and have drinks. But because of the work that we had done, um, we ended up always talking about issues together. And there's a little gossip in there, too. <laughs> we kind of cut that out of the podcast a little. We keep it <laughs> G-rated. <laughs> yeah. But that's where it started is actually just our little uh, drinks together. And then Nicole Foy, the reporter um, now with the Idaho Statesman, also became a friend of ours. And so we just decided the three of us deserve a podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think, po- you know, why a podcast? Like, why was that the outlet that you thought would be a good option? I think when we first were talking, I think we were just joking around on Twitter of all places. And I think we said, why don't we have our own talk show? <laughs> and then somebody suggested a podcast. Is that well, that? I mean, the history on that varies depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the podcast idea came from, A, none of us know anything about video editing. But also, B, the radio is actually very important to our community, right. especially here in Idaho. And so, um, you know, I don't think there are, there's maybe one channel um, on television that ha- that's in Spanish that provides news that is local. Um, right. I don't think there's no. They they have they provide local ads, but they don't have local news. They only do national news. So right now there is nobody other than Spanish radio that does local news. Yeah, there's not like a Spanish language newspaper in this area. There's a magazine, but it doesn't come out very frequently, and it's not really news focused. And so people, Spanish speaking people, they get their news from the radio. There's multiple radio stations. It's on all day, every day, um, and they do provide the news. And so a podcast seemed like such a like a, a good place to start however we are not traditional radio so whenever i tell any like spanish-speaking or bilingual people like hey we've got a podcast you guys should check us out they're always like well what station are you on and i always have to tell them well we don't have a station yet it's a podcast it's all online yet. they're like oh so you don't have a real show then it's like okay well i guess not <laughs> well the fascinating well we're going to return to talk more about the latino card pe- podcast here in a minute um, we're going to take a break come back and join us we're, We're the, the Blank, blank tapes. tapes. You're listening to KRBX 89.9 FM, Caldwell, Boise, Radio Boise. All right, welcome back to the Big Tent on Radio Boise. We're here with the Latino Card host, Rebecca and JJ. And so does the, the podcast come out once a week? Yes, every Friday. Well, it used to. We just started a new schedule. Now it's every other Friday. Every other Friday. And it's because okay. we have some really exciting things coming up, so we had to divvy up our time a little differently. But um, we also heard that a lot of people couldn't keep up with once a week because... I mean, that's how cool we are, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of demands on people's time, I suppose. Um, are there favorite stories or favorite guests that you've had? You've mentioned a few kind of big ones you've had, but any particular fun shows? Um, we've done quite a few. Like we did, a, we posted on Twitter asking people to give us who their favorites were. Um, I couldn't name my favorite because we've had so many great guests. Um, we've had twice we've had different ACLU of Idaho guests that I thought were very informative and really great but then we also do some where we don't have guests and it's just us talking and those are really fun um, because we get to 
also do some kind of education about a lot of like pop culture stuff like la chancla what does that mean which is like the sandal that the Mex- typical mexican mom will throw at their child when they misbehave <laughs> that's the discipline that's and like every yeah. you know mexican american person is scared of la chancla because they don't want to get hit by that <laughs> they all know. Um, we know um so i think there, it's hard to pick just one and I mean, we all, we've had maybe about what 20 episodes so far yeah we're we're coming up on 20 we're still episodes. a young podcast yeah but we and it is so hard like i don't think I would have to pick one guest kind of over the other because they all bring something individual. But um, I have made friends, actually, because of the guests that we've brought on our podcast, people I didn't know very well. Um, and then after we get really deep in and we, we do this recording, they're best friends and they come to my house and it's all great, the time. And they're like, we didn't know you guys were so nice. Like, yeah. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> no, and that's kind of a goal for us as well as, as, as professors, as academics, is to try to, you know, interact more with the broad community, make good connections, but also engage more that we're not some weird, scary people <laughs> like off in the ivory tower, right? That we really can engage and inform and discuss. Yeah, it's true. I, I went out and had drinks with um, one of my professors when I was still in college and it turned out to be so amazing and this person became my mentor and it was great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you guys were actual people. <laughs> we can be kind of weird, but we're not that scary. <laughs> but you're human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, so I think we've talked a little bit about some of the motivations for creating the Latino Card podcast, but why is representation, diverse representation so important in media? Well, I think it's really important because they don't know how to report sometimes on stuff that happens. For example, last fall when the Middleton situation came up and they had those costumes, the media really didn't know how to handle it. And most of the calls, because I was getting phone calls starting at 5 a.m. that morning. And a lot of the questions were like, why is this racist again? And I'm like, did you not see the costumes? (laughs) And so we had to explain why it was racist and why um, the Hispanic community, the Latino community was offended with it. And so it's, it's important to have representation because it matters but also because we need somebody that can effectively explain why this was wrong and JJ can you kind of follow that up with um, where you work and why you were getting phone calls during that sure Um, I work with Idaho Commission on Hispanic Affairs and so we are a state agency and so we work under the governor's office and our um, big task is to be the eyes and ears for the governor um, when it comes to um, the Hispanic community so JJ, sort of from that that perch on the on the commission, you know, as someone who's new to Boise and the Treasure Valley and and Idaho, uh, sort of writ large, you know, I'm sort of curious from that perspective. You know, what do you, what do you uh, what do either of you see as kind of the 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 major issues affecting the Latino community, particularly in Idaho and the Treasure Valley, that maybe they don't have to face in some states, or maybe things that are that are happening nationwide. One thing that I think is one thing that we're personally we're working quite a bit on is civic engagement. We want to see more of our community getting involved with civic engagement, not not just vote getting out to vote, which is super important. We want them out there voting, but also consider yourself running for office, whether it's city council, school board is very important. We are well underrepresented there. well, and especially as young as the population is, that's yeah, really so, an important yeah, and issue, so right? We, as we travel around the state, we see a lot of rural areas that are, you know, 50, 60 percent Hispanic population, but they have no representation on their city councils or their school board. So we want to see more of that. We want to see them get more civically engaged um, and, and educated on that. So we're working quite a bit on that. 
And we get that question kind of a lot, actually. I was just like, what's the biggest issue for Latinos? And um, the answer kind of is like all of them. I mean, Latinos care about education. They yes. definitely want their kids to get a quality education. They care about health care. They care about jobs. They care about security. You know, do they feel safe here? Um you know, and I, they're, so they're, they worry about these kinds of issues from their own kind of lived experience, but they also have additional sort of challenges or barriers that don't necessarily exist for non-Latinos here that are also issues that need special attention, such as obviously immigration is a really big one. And so, um, you know, and they all intermix. So they all affect one another. How does immigration play out in the schools? How does it play out, um, you know, when you're just driving your car? How does it play out when you're trying to get a driver's license? Um, well, and then, you know, there's the whole um, racial profile that does exist, and especially here in the Treasure Valley. We've heard a lot, a lot of cases. Yeah, so any issue that you touch on, um, Latinos have a strong opinion on it. It affects them and probably in a different way, and um, they all deserve to be addressed. So it's it's hard to pick one issue over the other. Um but I would almost even say that maybe racism is the biggest issue. Well, I mean, and the, these are issues that just then invade everything, right? Like, right. In, affect so much. It's like, sometimes we might talk about, like, the mental burden of it or things. Just like every day in your daily life, these are things that, you know, um, pop, some populations have to experience that others, um, especially white populations, just don't experience in the same way. Agreed. Yeah, and I liked in... in you know, in one of your recordings that I was listening to, I'm only like halfway through all of them. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot of shows on there. It's, there's a lot, yes. And um, the quality probably varies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. No, and you, you did talk about a lot of these kinds of different things of um, white people are allowed to ignore racism because it doesn't affect them on a daily basis. But Latinos, we're not allowed to ignore it. We, we can try, but it's always in our face. If I always. go to a grocery store and I'm speaking English, I don't speak English with an accent. I'm ignored. You know, I, I live my life peacefully and everything is fine. But the second I start speaking Spanish, everything around me changes. People will turn their head to look at where that's coming from. People will give me dirty looks. And so why would I want to speak Spanish in public, why would I want to visit that on myself? And this is, it's its something that um, maybe people don't necessarily think about, especially if they don't speak another language, you know? And even then, I can choose to put that on or not. There are women who wear a hijab who, it's part of their religion. They can't really leave the house and just decide to be somebody else. And so we all have kind of like different unique challenges. And so um, especially with our podcast and uh, with our work in the community, we kind of just try to bring light and take allow especially our lawmakers, our representatives, you know, the people who have a lot of power to make the kinds of changes that we need just to let them know that this is something that you need to take into consideration. And we're here, too, and we deserve to be seen and we deserve representation. And so, like, racism has a ripple effect because you see, race, if you see racism, then it goes into the education piece. We start seeing a lot of absenteeism happening in the schools. And so then, uh, you know, we have to call parents and be like, no, you, you know, you have to continue to send your kid to school. We'll, we'll talk with the school. With, with, we'll go with you to talk to the administrators. But um, there's a, racism has a huge ripple effect. People think, oh, it's just happening here. No, it goes down all the way down to the schools. Yeah, which, again, just kind of speaks to that there's, you know, all these issues, just kind of an additional perspective, which, again, goes back to the idea of why representation, diverse representation, can be important in media and entertainment as well. Um, Just amplify different stories, different perspectives. And I would think also in education, as we've just been talking about, it matters to have teachers who, you know, 
look like you, have had your experiences. Right. You know, representation, like Jackie was saying, isn't something that just matters in government, though of course it does. Yes. Um, as you were talking about Judge Gutierrez, for example, uh, it matters in these other areas of life too, to see whether it's athletes or educators or, or in all parts of life. And if you're not feeling represented, you know, we know from research that that can have this sort of you know, depressing effect on whether it's voter turnout or, or you know, cultural activity or, or involvement in civic responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So like in education, we've talked about this on the past. And it's not just in, you know, K through 12. We need to see more representation in higher ed institutions. I asked the question, how many Latino deans do you know of? And between the three of us at the time when we had the three hosts, we're like none. So we do need to see more representation, you know, K through 20. We need to uh, make sure that there's representation there as well. It's not just um, K through 12. And we always say on the podcast, we've said it so many times, um, you can't be what you can't see. And that's right. another, I think, challenge that a lot of, especially white people in Idaho, don't necessarily understand because they see themselves everywhere. So they don't know what it's like to not see yourself, you know, to never be able to think like, oh, well, I can't be president because it's all been rich white men until Barack Obama and we were like hey if he can make it maybe I can too but you you don't know what it's like to live your life having maybe one or two people being like you can be anything but then you look around you and you're like that's not true I mean I don't see myself on TV I don't see myself in the radio I don't see myself in school you know I'm I, I see myself overrepresented, um, you know, cleaning hotels. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, you see where you kind of fit and you get the message. And so you can't be what you can't see. And that's why representation matters. That's such a powerful message. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on the Big Tent um, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Big Tent on Radio Boise. Uh, we're back with our friends, our hosts of the Latino Card podcast, uh, JJ and Rebecca. Uh, and in this final segment, we'll, we'll uh, mix it up a little bit. Uh, you know, even outside, even either within or outside of uh, Latino issues, what are some of the news stories that you've been following uh, either in the Treasure Valley or at the national level over the past few weeks that uh, our listeners might be interested in? Well, right now, one of the big things for me, because I'm a huge news junkie, I listen and read um, both local and national news. So I'm really excited right now that in Idaho, we have three Latina journalists covering Latino affairs. So that's a big deal for our population. So Twin Falls and in the Treasure Valley. So we have that going on for us. So that's a huge deal. Yeah, um, and they provide the kind of coverage that we didn't have. I think it was, what, three years ago, maybe two, two years. years ago. Even two years ago, we didn't have a single... Um, journalist of color it well i shouldn't say that we didn't have a single latina or latino journalist in idaho and you could see that reflected in the coverage and i think that newspapers and news stations any kind of news outlet i think they wanted to like they tried um but they didn't really have i think the infrastructure and um the support that they needed in order to actually make it very real and so um it was really i think nicole foy who came she was in the first yeah. yeah she came into the idaho press um from california and she started reporting on hispanic affairs and immediately got great response from the audience or readers right and so for the longest time here in idaho um the news coverage it was kind of this weird sort of catch-22 where the news i think was and i know this actually because i have a degree in journalism and i was a journalist for a very brief amount of time at a few papers she's here. a recovering journalist i'm a recovering <laughs> yes i feel like you're probably not alone out there yeah classification <laughs> yes yes i go to the meetings it's yeah we're we'll get there but when I had entered, I entered in back in like 2012, 
2013, um, you know, they, there obviously wasn't anything like a Hispanic affairs report or a beat. Um, and I, I realized that the the sort of catch-22 scenario that was going on is that news people were saying, oh, well, Hispanic people don't read our newspaper. Or Hispanic people don't watch us on TV. So, you know, like why invest in that when they, they don't want it? And then the Hispanic people, of course, were like, well, of course, we're not going to invest in it. You guys aren't providing coverage that we care about. And it just stayed like that for the longest time. And so then Nicole Foy comes and knocks in Idaho's door. And, you know, she just takes this Hispanic affairs beat and she makes it something so incredible that, you know, not only could you not argue like you couldn't look at her and be like well this isn't a workable model or this isn't a successful model because clearly it is she was very successful and she she became something that our community trusted she became someone that we trusted and it also it showed the other news outlets that there is a market for this and so shortly after that or i guess not too long ago the times news in twin falls then hired their own hispanic affairs reporter and then megan taros came over from report for america and then when nicole recently moved to be on an investigative team still covering the latino community but also some other things um at the idaho statesman they filled her position with rachel spacek at the Idaho Press, and she's another Latina who came in from outside of Idaho. And so now we have three reporters who and are all specifically, great. and they're all amazing, and they're all specifically um, trying to get Latino stories out there. So we've got them, we have our podcast to try and lift these Latino voices, and I think that we are definitely a part of a big movement right now that certainly wasn't. And I didn't years, even I've think it was going to happen. I've been trying to get um, one of the local TV stations to become uh, either Univision or Telemundo affiliate. Um, they're not really there yet, but I'm hoping that eventually they'll be like, hey, that might be a good thing for us because um, we do, as Latinos, watch the news. If you look at um, the ratings, um, Univision beats out ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox combined. That's true. And, when, and they're um, nightly um, news. So we obviously do care about what's happening. So if we had local news in Spanish, it would be, I think it would be a great thing. That's right. Yeah. And so um, I think something is being started though it definitely we're we're very optimistic about where this is all going we're very optimistic that people are noticing um but that doesn't mean that you know okay good job representation complete now no. we don't have to do anything we need to keep going keep yeah we got to keep going it's a good first step well and it's a lasting connection right it's supposed to be a lasting connection especially with these media organizations you know now that there is some representation there and there's a readership and a listenership that that wasn't there before because maybe because Latinos didn't feel represented now there is that opens the door to more stories that Latinos were experiencing but maybe were getting swept under the rug and so hopefully yeah. that has a feedback effect that compounds over time right exactly exactly so I mean you had originally asked you know what have we been following in the news and we have been following the stories that would have gotten swept under the rug. So um, when the farm workers were sprayed with alleged pesticide um, and they all got sick in Parma recently, that would have been maybe a one sort of small story and been like, well, you know, what are you going to do? And then the investigation happened and it was this big question mark, like maybe the pilot did something right, maybe not. You know, and Nicole Foy really followed that and she made it a big deal because it is a big deal to us. This has happened to Latinos who are farm workers more than once, and we talked about that actually. And it's on our barely podcast. ever really um, reported on, right. and so having somebody that covers that beat, it really is really a true. It yeah. yeah. It reminds us that we are important and we do matter. Well, 
Well, and I think the those um, like industries and like there's a lot needs to be a lot more coverage of kind of the dangers workers are taking into yes. account anyways. Yeah. Um, and hopefully something changes and hopefully we are safer in the future. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Latino Card host thank you so JJ much for and having Rebecca us. for coming on. This has been wonderful. Please, listeners, go out, find their SoundCloud page. And we're on iTunes. We're everywhere you can find a podcast. The Latino Card. Perfect. Go go listen to it. It's a wonderful podcast. Thank you for joining us here on The Big Tent on Radio Boise, KRBX 89.9 FM Caldwell, Boise. Join us next week.